Welcome to Simone J. It's Between the Weeks with Two Freaks. I'm Shu. I'm Sydney. And we're here to give you updates. Woo woo. <laughs> oh, update. I'm still a juggalo. <laughs> I love it. Because I'm a juggalo for life. For life. Nice. Um, all right. What do you have to update us on? Um, I started reading a new book. I abandoned Sleeping Beauties. Whatever that book was. Man, I'm so bad at titles of things. I apologize. Anyways, I never started it. I went to Changing Hands, a local bookstore here in Phoenix, Mm -hmm. which is lovely. And I found a book called My Best Friend's Exorcism. Oh. And it was used, so it was on sales super cheap. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get this. How is um, it so far? It's good. It's really easy to read. And... uh. It's wonderful. It's like two best friends. It's set in the 80s. It just reminds me of like childhood, having your best girlfriend. It's great. Cool. So I'll keep you updated. All right. Yeah. That's a good update. Okay. Oh, I looked up your um, scene in Frazzled. From the the hit failed movie Frazzled. Yeah. And... uh, it's it, I enjoyed it thoroughly. It's very enjoyable. It's, it's not. Good. It's not good. I thought <laughs> you seemed very believable. You're like, yeah, I work up the street at the hospital. At the hospital. <laughs> Is it scary? Well, you know, a lot of things happen there. Do you like how instead of filming at an actual bus stop, we just stood outside of a light pole? Well, like it's like a, an electrical pole and we decided this is a bus stop because it's walking distance from the house that we're filming at. Nice. Like that'll make sense. People will be able to infer that this is a bus stop, even though there's no signage to indicate that it's a bus stop that I'm waiting at. Yeah, I want to set the scene for people. Like we have Sydney in... A nurse's uniform. A naughty nurse's uniform that they got at Goodwill. And they brought it to my house and it wasn't even long enough to cover my asshole. So (laughs) I had to wear, I didn't have a white dress to wear under it, but I had a really long white tank top that I pulled on. So yeah, I'm wearing a too small uh, naughty nurse's uniform. And uh, okay, take it away, Shu. Okay, so you're standing just next to a light pole. You're kind of like just leaning there like, hey. And it kind of takes a minute, like this guy jogs by you and you're just standing there and you're just standing there. And I was like, why are you a nurse in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) But anyways, and then the guy comes jogging back and he's like, hey, you see that little crack over there, over there under that building? And you're like, yeah. He's like, there's kids under there. I think I saw a little boy in there. Girl, I didn't see anything. And then he he gets you to go over there. I mean, it's the same thing as you described. Yeah. And then I'm looking in the hole trying to find the little child. He puts his Dahmer glasses on and you turn around and you go, Dahmers! Um, It's really great. I will tweet out that link um, today. And by today, I mean the day that we posted the episode mentioning it yeah. or something in that ballpark. But the uh, the guy acted in that yeah. with, his name is John Loma. He's not an actor, but I had done some uh, sketch comedy stuff with him. Uh-huh. He's just a really great human being. 
I just love him. I don't know if you can infer that from him playing a, a murderer, but he's a really awesome human <laughs> nice. being. Okay. So shout out to John Loma. Yeah, he was good. He's like, I can't see either. And then he put the Dahmers on. He's like, oh, everything's better now. And he's trying to choke me out. And I think I knocked the Dahmers off his face. And then he's like, shit, I can't officially kill her unless I'm wearing the glasses. So he has me in a headlock while he reaches for the glasses <laughs> because he can't kill me until the glasses are on his face it's all very logical storyline i liked it too because when he was choking you you were making noises like (laughs) (laughs) oh very good very good so yeah i um did not win any awards for that role but it's mainly because I chose not to submit. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't represented by management <laughs> then, nor am I now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I Who didn't. Knows? I didn't mount a campaign uh, for award season. Yeah. Well, I think it has to show in the theater in order for it to be. Uh, this is what we've learned from the room: is that your movie has to show so many times in theaters in order to be eligible for awards. Mm-hmm. So because Frazzled was not shown in theaters, I was not. Okay. Yeah, I could not be nominated. Cannot be nominated. Well, shit. But, well, maybe next time. Maybe when we make Simonche the movie. Ooh. It'll like be a Spice lot. Spice Girls? I was going to say, no, that's Female Trouble the movie. It's oh, going to yeah. be like Spice Girls. Simonche the movie will be a lot like the Jerky Boys movie. Yes. I am absolutely fine with that. Okay. That good. sounds awesome. <laughs> good. <clears throat> okay. Also, I'm sorry... I didn't laugh at your Wolverine joke in the last episode we did. Oh, I said that's why Wolverine can't work at the DMV because he can't type because he's got claws. (laughs) What else is he going to do? Yeah, he can't do anything but be a Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I glossed right over it because I was thinking about getting my nails done. That's totally so, fine. Okay. Um. Uh. I, I mean that. Know. It wasn't meant to be a comedy joke. It was a parable about fulfilling what you were meant to do on <laughs> Earth. And if you have fucking razor blades coming out of your knuckles, you aren't meant to work at the DMV. <laughs> and so this is like learn oh. from Wolverine that you need mm. to follow your true passion. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. Also, if you put some fucking pants on, no one can see your socks. That is so true. I learned that from you on our last Come episode. Come on, man. Just, just if you want to wear mismatched socks, it's fine. Just put some fucking pants on that day. Yeah. No one cares. Who cares? Uh, and it'll be exciting. Say you like hook up with someone and then they can be like, what's up with your socks? And you can be like, yeah. I was too busy thinking about you, girl. I can be matching my socks. Wow, yeah. that was sexy. Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want if you can spin your way out of it. That's mm-hmm. We've learned that from politics and from this story I made up just now about the socks. Is <laughs> just have a silver tongue. Oh, man. Yeah. There's... The world's on fire. <laughs> Quite literally in California. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, not the parts of it that are under mud, so... No, oh, that's... Oh, Man, California's having a I hard feel, time. I'm sorry, California. Yeah. There's a lot going There's on. There's a lot happening on your land. Oof. Um, do we want to talk about Aziz and Sorry? I feel I like mean, this falls under the Simone umbrella of things we would talk about. Sure. Yeah. Whew. I don't know if I can even start it. Okay, well, let's see. Where should we start? Okay. 
I'm sure everyone listening to this has seen the headlines, if not read the articles, that a woman a woman wrote or a woman did an interview with what's it called? What magazine was it? Babe.net. Babe.net. Babe.com. The esteemed website Babe.net. And um, she basically, she had an unpleasant sexual interaction with Aziz Ansari. And she went to the press saying that it was a sexual assault. And the reason I wanted to talk about it is we talk about the gray areas in life a lot. Um, and the gray areas of sexuality. So I read... I read this uh, article while I was editing our last uh, update. And on the last update, I talked about an unpleasant sexual experience I had with that fella who was not great in bed. And I was, so I'm listening to myself retell a story uh, and say, oh, I wish I wasn't even in the fucking room. I didn't want him to touch me anymore, but I felt the need to fuck him just to get out of the situation. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm telling the story and I'm not telling it as a... um, a story of sexual assault because it wasn't, uh, I didn't, I wasn't super into it. It wasn't good sex. I didn't enjoy it, but I also could have left the room or stopped it at any time because it was not sexual assault. So I'm, I'm listening to myself tell a story of an unpleasant sexual encounter while I read this woman's story. And she kind of had a similar experience where she went on a date with Aziz. They had a glass of wine at his apartment. They went out to dinner. She says he rushed through dinner to go back to his apartment to have more wine. He went down on her and then tried to pressure her to go down on him. And she wasn't super into it. And she didn't like his sex moves. He kept, uh, apparently, he did a move she called the claw where he kept putting his hand in her mouth to get his fingers wet and then using those wet fingers on her and but anyways but she didn't enjoy this she wasn't super into it and she didn't know how to get out of the situation she felt um pressure from him but didn't know how to end it and um after she left, she kind of was like, why couldn't, she texted him saying, why didn't you read my nonverbal cues? Couldn't you read my body language that I wasn't into it? And he said, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that, like, I wasn't reading it. I thought you were into it. And I just thought, he's not. A mind reader? He's not a mind reader. And different people have different levels of um, nonverbal perception. So she might have been screaming on the inside and we've all been in situations where we are screaming on the inside, but we are not showing it on the outside, whether it be sexual or when you're spending time with your family or you're at your job and you might be screaming on the inside, but not showing it on the outside. Right. So maybe everything she felt was so obvious to her, but it wasn't obvious to him and that doesn't make it sexual assault. Right. Sexual assault is, to me, when someone forces themselves upon you and you say no and they still do it. Mm -hmm. Or if you're in the middle of having sex and you stop and you say, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to leave. And they don't let you leave. She didn't ever say, we have to stop this. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And if she would have, and and this is according to the report Mm -hmm. that was written about her. 
So if she would have, you know, and the, and he said no, you're staying here, or he just kept fucking her. That's yeah. a whole different story. Even if she'd said, I don't want to do this, and he kept saying, come on, please, come on, or I'll make you famous, I'll get you on TV, that might constitute sexual coercion. Right. Um. However, that's not what happened. I think at one point she said she wandered around his house for a half hour trying to avoid him, like trying to make conversation or something. And it's like, you could you could just leave. And I think sometimes we feel like we want to wrap things up in a neat little bow. And so you can't, maybe she felt she couldn't say, hey, I'm not super into this. I got to go. But you could always use like the, I have, I got to go. I, I work early in the morning. I have diarrhea. You can use, <laughs> no one argues with diarrhea. Right. Um, I feel, yeah, I just feel like the main reason we even should be talking about this is because you know you're like you said you had a very similar story who out there hasn't had a weird sexual encounter that wasn't exactly enjoyable but that doesn't constitute calling media and like Mm -hmm. this could just easily destroy his career in like two seconds like my husband told me about this and was like this sucks because I really liked um, Master of None and now I don't get to see it anymore. I hope they don't cancel Master no, of I None. I mean, I'm but sure like... they're not going to, especially now that it's turned into a much bigger debate. Um, if anyone has been keeping up, they'll see that Ashley Banfield uh, ripped this reporter a new one. And the Which lady. is, uh, we'll, we'll tweet out links to the Ashley Banfield um, yeah. video because it's really good and I think it's worth listening to. And I think I always say uh, a lot of times it's not about putting the onus entirely on the man is not fair. Learning how to be strong enough to communicate your needs. I mean, this is the thing about sexual relationships is that you need to be comfortable enough to communicate your wants and needs. Like someone needs to be able to say, hey, I want... Can I do this to you? And you need to be able to say, no, I don't like that. Like you need to be able to speak up for yourself and have ownership and say, I'm not comfortable with this. Right. You know, you're not a teenager in the backseat of your friend's car and they're like, hey, I'm going to go buy weed. And even though you're super uncomfortable with it, you go along because you don't know how to get out of the car. You're you need to have the agency to say, yo, if you want to go buy weed, that's cool, but I'm not comfortable with it. I'm going to get out of the car. And know that you can always say no. And um, yeah, I mean, it's taking responsibility for your actions or your lack of actions as well. You know, he might have made you uncomfortable, but you have to stand up for yourself and say that. Yeah. Everyone. I mean, this is just to me. A part of every girl's life at some point or and I think guys, too, when I was talking to my husband about this, he's like, I've been in sexual situations where I didn't want to be there and I wanted to leave, but I just felt like I had to go through with it. And I'm sure a lot of men feel that way, too. Like, it's not fair to say just because they had sex that he enjoyed it you know who knows yeah I mean I think we've I've talked on the podcast about how I was accused of rape (laughs) I'm sorry 
Have we I'm not? Sorry. I don't remember. And I, I'm sorry, I busted up laughing. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I'm just glad that I'm I got, to, I got to make eye contact with you while saying I was accused of rape. Yeah, no, tell me what happened. Okay, quickly. Uh, I was dating a guy. We were exclusive boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. I went to a work party down the street from his house. I got super drunk at that work party. I walked back home to his house because he was there. He did not come with me. So I get to his house. I'm wasted. He's not. We're supposed to go meet up with friends to go do some other activity. But I'm drunk and I'm horny and I'm like, hey, you want to blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, you're wasted and we're supposed to go do this thing. Uh-huh. And I said, shh. Like, and basically what I just, I was like, I'm going to take my clothes off and you just do what you if you want to. I'm just going to be here naked and yeah. you can. Anyways, we ended up having sex. And he later told our mutual friends that I raped him because he felt coerced into it. Wow. And um, and he meant that. Yeah. He meant that I had raped him because he felt that I was coerced. Because I was. I was relentless and pushy. I was like, come on. Right. But also, I was just some drunk girl, like, laying naked in his bed. He could leave the room. He could have said, I'll be in the living room when you decide to stop fucking around yeah or i'm gonna go hang out with our friends you do whatever sydney um and so i just i mean to me i'm like that's not rape right you felt pressured to have sex with me and i was insistent but i also did not physically force you to you had your own agency to leave the room i was in no way threatening i could barely fucking stand up i was so drunk so um yeah that's what i consider rape is someone Forcing you physically or with drugs, drugging mm-hmm. you so that you have no agency whatsoever. Um, but yeah, someone you locking have... your best friend outside of their apartment and then pinning you down. Exactly. And ripping your underwear off. And then when you're like, well, at least use a condom. And then they tear the condom off halfway through mm-hmm. and are like, well, I've already. And when you say stop and they say, I already fucked you without a condom, what's the difference? Oh, my God. That's rape. Just FYI. Just FYI. That's rape for sure. That's a rape for sure. So that kind of uh, brings us to, like, why are we even upset about this? You know, maybe it's just another blip in the news reports. Mm -hmm. But to me, this really upset me because I feel like the Me Too movement was really gaining some really positive traction and creating a lot of change. Mm -hmm. And this is a prime example of why movements stop and fall apart. Yeah. Because that, you know, people come out of the woodwork that want attention and don't understand They don't understand the power they're wielding. Exactly. And they don't understand how their one negative action can affect the entire movement and halt it in its tracks. Yeah. And, you know, it just takes a few people doing this for other people to be like, well, it's just a bunch of women doing a witch hunt. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. a bunch of fake accusers now. So, And I think by giving validity to this statement and like for the people who are because there are people who are agreeing with her that this is sexual assault i feel like it's really going to screw up the the sexual dialogue between men and women which culturally is already pretty fucked up like right but that's really dangerous to get young girls thinking that 
having an awkward sexual experience is the same thing as being assaulted because it's not. It's not. And it's it's traumatic in two ways. It's traumatic to the people listening because it screws up their idea of how to interact with one another. But it's also traumatic to the person who is claiming that's assault. Um so there have been studies done on what is the difference between children who come from bad backgrounds who uh, quote unquote overcome it and become successful and those who succumb to it. So children who have backgrounds that are, you know, food insecurity, abuse, violence, whatever. What's the difference between those who get out and those who stay in? And uh, the main determining difference was the perception of the experience. So the kids who perceived what was happening as traumatic um, were less likely to get out because they were being traumatized. And the way your memory works is when you access memories of traumatic events, you re-implant them and increase their like prominence in your way of thinking versus the children who just thought, yeah, that, like that happened, whatever, and they moved on with their lives, they did a lot better. So if something... So for instance, this girl had an experience that a lot of us have had. And those of us who didn't think that it was assault, we moved on with our lives, right? But this girl who's thinking it's assault, what you're doing actually is psychologically damaging yourself because you are um, traumatizing yourself by thinking of something and re-implanting that memory as a traumatic event in your life. And that's really fucking bad. Yeah. So how are any of us going to have healthy sexual relations? Because if everything is assault. Yeah, because like men don't know how to talk to women in general. I was talking to my hairdresser recently, um, just sharing stupid stories because my phone this past week has been blowing up with dudes, young, hot dudes who want to hit this, but have no fucking (laughs) idea how to talk to a woman. Uh Um, And we know I date older men and that is because I'm I'm a lot more... uh, old-fashioned in the way that I date not in the way that I talk obviously you listen to this podcast but in the way that I date I'm very old-fashioned so I don't respond well to um texts of sup or I got this weed lube want to try it out like that doesn't I don't do the hookup culture thing that's not for me whatever and um this woman was telling me she thought a guy was cute got his number And then he started texting her saying, listen, we're both adults, so how about some no strings attached sex and whatever? And she just responded, no, no, thanks. Not not my thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he kept texting her. He sent her shirtless pics and she didn't respond to them. And then he said, when are you going to stop trying so hard? Trying so hard to play hard to get. (laughs) <laughs> and just gave in to me and it's like oh, no. so we're torn between this dichotomy of men who feel like if they have any access to a woman whatsoever they have her phone number they're friends with her on social media they feel like they having access to this human being grants them access to her body which is not cool at all right like that's super fucked up and then the pendulum is going on in the opposite direction where if you have any sort of sexual contact with anyone, it can be misconstrued as sexual assault. And it's like, it's just a very confusing time to be a sexually active person. Oh, yeah, it really is. And, you know, I think right now we're just living in a lot of extremes. Yes. Um, everyone is 
extremely to one side or the other and they're living in their bubbles and everyone has to agree with everyone else or they can't be friends or talk to each other. Yeah. I mean, it's gone crazy. Yeah. If you have a differing opinion from somebody, they want to dox you on the internet and it's just crazy. Um, But I, I want to share uh, some good news about the internet which is we have a podcast and yeah, we do. that's on the internet and woop, we have social whoop we have social media for it and uh, we did a story about NXIVM and we tweeted out about it Nexium ne- oh yeah Nexium Nexium and uh, it's something I didn't even think about in doing it that perhaps members or ex members would l- even listen to this podcast. Because yeah. my friends don't listen to this, so... Um, yeah, I feel like uh, often we just, me and you, feel like we're just talking to each other, and it's a hobby, and it's just some silly little thing that we do, and we put out there, and no one really listens to it, and then... Uh, then, um, so a former member of Nexium not only liked and retweeted our tweet about them but she wrote back uh oh my god thank you so much finally at the part in my journey from exiting nexium where i can laugh what a treat and that made me feel really good because if i had thought that a member would have heard it i might not have i might have treated the material more seriously yeah um when you text me that i felt elated and terrified right? all at once and part of me thought Jesus Christ, I wish we were more NPR and could have given like a straight hard hit in story on Nexium. But at the same time, I mean, we just we are who we are. And I know that sometimes we may seem cavalier when we're talking about really serious things. But we're, you know, we're two wounded animals who have healed ourselves and moved on. Yeah. And I think sometimes... You know, it's like, if you can't laugh, you'll cry. And I'm done crying. So I, you know, I just try to treat everything in life with a little bit of lightness because we're here, we're alive. And to me, you can't take anything too seriously, even the most traumatic things that happen to you. Yeah. And also like, so there are people who cover serious issues seriously and I think we are a good in between, between like the academic world and the colloquial world where we are adding that spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down. This is an edutainment show. Ooh, um, I like that. My one friend listened to it and said that surprisingly they had learned a lot. They, they <laughs> hadn't been expecting to ha- get an education and I said, I guess, yeah, I would consider us to be an edutainment podcast because we're just two wacky people who admit their faults and we don't put ourselves up on pedestals and we're bringing some, we're bringing information to the people, but in a very enjoyable way. Um, so I'm glad that she wasn't offended. I'm glad she yeah, was able too. to laugh at it. Um, and I wrote back that I was, you know, we're so proud of her for being able to leave and we, yeah, definitely. that's no small feat. Um, and she wrote back and this is, so this is my update because we had said that they don't feed the people in the conferences. We're talking mad shit on how they didn't get to eat. We were very upset about the food situation. Um, and so she wrote back, 
Uh, thanks, loves. For the record, we did get food, but the breaks were short. And especially for the coaches, we just had to shovel it in. Also, eating during class time was discouraged because it, quote unquote, covered uh, up the feeling of your issues. Uh, amazing to think how we normalized this. Um, and I thought that quote was interesting because we did talk about how cults, you know, they've got to give some realistic or helpful information to grab. It can't all be out in the universe shit. Right. So to me, as someone who is a binge eater, when she said like, oh, they're telling us that you shouldn't be eating because it's covering up your emotions. I was like, there's some factual basis in that. Yeah. I eat the fuck out of my feelings. Same. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I, I, was, I was like, that is very interesting because I could totally see if someone was like, no, you don't eat during study time because it's distracting. I mean, that's not entirely wrong. And so that's a good way to convince somebody that they're logically what what you're telling them is is logical. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I look forward to talking to this woman more. This is the beauty of Twitter is that... Um, I don't know. I've had some Twitter conversations with some of my favorite artists and now this woman who I'm super impressed to be speaking with and yeah. uh, and getting these like factual updates just like that. She took the time to listen. That's not an hour of your time is not a small. Feat, yeah. Right. And she spent totally. an hour with us and then um, sent us an update just and I super appreciate that. Me too. I really do. It just warms my heart to know that. Um, one, people are actually listening and two, that we can, you know, build on a conversation, correct ourselves, um, give more factual information out there yeah, and just hear from people that the things we're talking about actually affect like that is such a joy to me and I love it. I super, yeah. Uh, we always talk about how we want our fans to talk to us. Uh, email us. We Simone J podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Simone J Pod. Um, we're on Instagram at Simone J Podcast. Our show telephone number is 646-778-7743. Feel free to leave a voicemail. If We'll play it. We'll play it. I'll call you back. We can talk. I'm we'll a- respond. I'm a lonely person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not really, but I do. I do love strangers and I like meeting new people and talking to new people. So. Yeah. Like if and here. Oh, here's an interesting thing. If you agree with this woman in the Aziz and sorry story, if you. Can, yeah. If you want to uh, present a, a countering viewpoint to explain to me how that how you perceive that to be sexual assault or just because I am what I am. I'm of a generation that I'm of. I have the sexual experience that I have. So I'm only working from my own knowledge base so if anyone else can i mean i think it's really healthy to talk to other people who have differing views than you because it gives you a more worldly view of the world and um i would love to just understand someone who you know they're having this very real experience to them Uh and i would i would love to understand why and how and what all of it. Yeah. I don't agree with it. And that's fine. You know, like. But I want to be able to see other people's perspectives. Yeah. Even if it doesn't change my own viewpoint. Um, here's the thing about learning new people's perspective. Even if it doesn't change your own viewpoint, it enhances your empathy and understanding. And then 
in situations where you disagree with other people, instead of being angry or frustrated, you can just um, come to compromise more easily. Right. So Yeah, that's just, you know, another... We're all living in extremes right now, so no one can talk about shit. And I want to. I want to talk about it. Let's talk about everything. Let's talk about all the things. Let's talk about Nexium and all the things and anal sex. Let's talk about things. Let's Let's talk talk about things. Uh, we hope you guys have a good start to your week. Um, we will hit you back Wednesday with a topic episode. We're talking about LSD. So lick yes. sucking dicks. Oh. <laughs> Damn, I did the wrong research.